Hello, everyone. Chaplain Philip with you again. As Janelle and I slog through the frustrating, exhausting process of dealing with her unique family responsibilities and all the difficulties that have surfaced, there are times when we've both struggled with discouragement. So it's been heartwarming to know that our Compass family is praying for us. Your support and encouragement mean more to us than you can imagine. Watching the streaming service last Sabbath, hearing our names brought before God in prayer live, buoyed up our spirits. It's given us courage to continue walking the path that God has placed before us. Thank you. Thank you all so much. As you know from my previous sharing, I have a melancholy streak in my personality. The negative aspect to it, when I'm faced with a huge problem, is that I can become gloomy and discouraged. Bad news often causes me to react with this statement, Oh God, help us, we're all going to die. However, the positive part of being melancholy is the gift of reflection. I often get lost in thought, becoming very introspective and experiencing new insights. I found this to be most effective when trying to figure out what to do next. Even better, this state of mind makes me quite receptive, better able to hear God's voice. He does it through songs, thoughts, and Bible verses. And once in a while, flashes of great understanding happen. Light bulbs go off and I experience the thrill of an epiphany. One of those moments took place on my way to work Monday afternoon. Every praise song on the radio directed my mind to a concept that God wanted me to understand. He's greater than all my troubles. He's the one who fights my battles. When he speaks his word, I can revel, even dancing in the deep, because waves are only waves. The battle belongs to the Lord. I should praise him, even in the storm. God's thoughts seemed to be flooding me with his reassurance last Monday. He was saying, I've got this. I have it all worked out. Trust me. You'll be amazed at what happens. And then God impressed me with a new thought. While I'm trusting him, while I'm walking through the difficulty, I should be in a state of praise. Yes, I know, I can hear you saying it. What? Sing? Praise? Experience joy? When I'm burdened down with bad times? That's one tall order. Yes, that's what God wants me and you to do while experiencing the trials that life brings to us. Then, to make his point, God brought to my mind the experience of good King Jehoshaphat, he was facing a huge army positioned against him from a confederation of kingdoms intent on wiping Judah out. The situation, the king's petitions to God, God's instruction to the king, how the king acted on God's instructions, and the final result of this most remarkable experience is found in 2 Chronicles 20, verses 1-32. through 32. Let me read several of these verses to give you a mental picture of what was going on. Verses 2 through 4 say this. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. It is already in Hazazon Tamar, that is, in Gedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. 
I find it interesting that Jehoshaphat went from hearing the bad news of an imminent attack upon the nation to gathering the people together to petition God to take care of them. The prayer he prayed next, standing in the middle of the congregation of his people in the courtyard of the temple, recited God's deliverance of his people from Abraham to the present day. He then asked God to be their deliverer during this crisis as well. He did not call for his generals or his advisors to make a plan. He called on God to fight for Israel, to protect them from this attempt to wipe them out. Here is a part of his prayer in verses 5 and 6. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in the front of the new courtyard and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. God answered Jehoshaphat's prayer by speaking through Jehaziel, a Levite. Here is what God said to the king in verses 15 through 17. Be not dismayed, nor afraid, by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up the path of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Now this is familiar. You've heard me encourage you with similar promises from God. It's all about trusting God to care for you in the midst of your problems. But what Jehoshaphat does next is a new concept, totally counter to how we usually react to calamity. Verse 21. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Jehoshaphat had his people singing praises to God, thanking him for the victory that hadn't even happened yet. What a novel idea. Oh, how different our attitudes would be, and how much our faith would be strengthened, if we would praise God and thank him before he even asks. I am ashamed to think of the fear, stress, and worry I've brought upon myself, before God acted on my behalf. All of that despair could be avoided if I'd praised God at the beginning, during and after his mighty acts of deliverance. I purpose in my heart to follow good King Jehoshaphat's example and sing praises to God before he acts, not waiting until after. Now let's get back to Jehoshaphat at the scene of the battle. I'm going to read the entire account because it's so amazing. Verses 22 through 24. As they began to sing in praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. 
no one had escaped. The following verse describes how Jehoshaphat and his army spent three days carrying back to Judah the spoils of war. While they did this, they blessed and praised their mighty God, their Deliverer. They hadn't fired a single arrow or lifted a sword or spear. God did it all. I'm reminded of how Israel crossed the Red Sea and the River Jordan by God's mighty hand. Water and manna in the desert and the fall of Jericho. The examples, they go on and on. And all Israel had to do was watch and praise and sing and be joyful. There you have it, my friends. Our battle plan should be praising God at every difficulty or attack by the devil. We know that God will always fight for his children, that he will always do what is best for each and every one of us. I'm going to do more singing and more praising. Join with me and raise your voice in song. You won't have to wait long to do it. The next attack by the devil is just around the corner. Sorry to tell you that, but that you know that that, that is true. In light of Jehoshaphat's battle tactics in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, the song Raise a Hallelujah by Bethel Music takes on a whole new meaning. Please listen to it when you have a chance. It'll stir your soul. Thanks again for listening to my ramblings. I hope you've been encouraged today. Until next time, I'm Chaplain Philip, and as always, may God bless you today.